Welcome to the Shoe Tree Brewcast, where we talk about the latest in all things shoe tree. Also, sometimes we talk about mushrooms. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Jeff and Paul Young. All right, welcome to the podcast, everyone. All right, so we got a new setup. We're a little hoping. bit of a new rig. We we kind of uh, looks the same to them, probably, but yeah, <laughs> different for us. Different uh, electronic stuff. So yep. Hopefully, this is a little bit better, and uh, we aren't recording this podcast like the last one for nothing because yeah. <laughs> none of our audio came out on the last one. Yep. So, so hopefully, this is working out good. Yeah. So um, uh, what do we got? Jump into the beer roundup. Yeah. So, uh, Fruit Snacks is back on draft and in cans, mm-hmm. both locations. Um, and that's selling like hotcakes, too. Yep. So, get in here and get it while it's while it's still around. The uh, Munich Dunkel's about out in Carson, and it's on now in Minden. Okay. Um, coming up from Minden, we have a pale ale. Um, that should be going on at both places probably sometime next week. Um, we have the Mexican lager in cans, and we're just waiting for spots to open up for it to go on draft. But you can grab it in cans currently at both locations and soon to be on draft. On draft. Um, uh, Bauer down in Minden brewed a session hoppy lager. Um, we followed up a, another batch of the Handshake King because it was moving so quick. And we have the ingredient that we couldn't uh, source for a while for Cocoa Burrito. So um, we have a beer that needs to get out of a tank. So probably sometime next week we'll brew it. And so probably two to three weeks some sort of Cocoa Burrito will be back. Oh, I know some people that are going to be excited about that. Yeah, for sure. So the other thing uh, in Carson, uh, or brood in Carson, that'll be coming probably next week, will be the blue barb. Is oh done. yeah, I'm really excited about rhubarb. that. Blue barb. Yeah, yep. we. Uh, it's clarifying with all the rhubarb and blueberry. It's real hazy still, so we're waiting for it to clear out, but. Um, really nice sour like tang mm-hmm. um, the blueberry and the rhubarb go together nice we were a little worried about how tart the rhubarb was by yeah. itself um, so the uh, but it worked it was, nice it was good it was, came out nice so um, another kind of fun kind of following up the straw nana um, mm-hmm. another fun fruit sour we hadn't done yet so yeah, keep, uh, a look keep out for an that. eye out for that. Like Jeff said, probably early next week. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the PPC members, uh, growlers and glasses and cards are here. If you haven't grabbed yours yet, um, t-shirts and hats um, are on the way. Just taking a little while longer to source the garments just due to the supply chain. And then, uh, other than that, I got we can talk about the new canner that we got. Yeah, so that's really coming along nicely. Um, At first, it was a little bit of a headache setting it up, but that's just with anything, I think. And Mm -hmm. uh, but really not as bad as I anticipated. So it's going a lot smoother than I thought. Working the kinks out, learning, kind of learning something new every time we run it, and pretty we're already getting pretty fast on it. So I think that. 
pretty soon we're just be knocking a bunch of cans out. Yeah, we uh, so we ordered from a company that's relatively new, um, from what I've seen. They're called Fillmore Containers, and for us, it was just a good value on a counter pressure uh, filled filler. So that just means it's filled under pressure, which just means more consistent fill levels, um, less likely to foam during filling. So that was important, and then it also allows them to vacuum. See, uh, vacuum purge and then purge with CO2 really well. So we should have a more shelf stable product. We were really happy with how, you know, rudimentary our first canner was. It was it, our beers were able to uh, stay on the shelf as they were, but this is just even better. So yeah, I'm really um, excited. About we had it. that. And then, you know, we worked on different packaging, uh, different breweries when we were coming up. And just out of the box, I was really impressed. Like, it was like the simplest dialing in like, oh, this line is foamy and it's literally like pr turn your pressure up a little bit, not like raise or lower heads or right. mess with any of that kind of stuff. So out of the box, I've just been really impressed. And then dealing yeah. with the labeler is probably the most tricky part is getting that dialed in. But, yeah, but that's actually coming along nicely. Too, yeah, so. you just find the little sensor that's not mounted right and you tighten that up and all of a sudden things mm -hmm. start to work a little better and then see when it gets mad you know like i noticed yesterday it got humid and it like caused condensation on the label and it messed up some sensors on the label or so those little stuff like that you just learn with you know practice on it so yeah it's exciting but like you said we're going to be cranking more and more uh, cans out it makes it easier for us to get you know more cans done in a day so um, just kind of updating everyone. I think if they watched the weekly last week, you kind of got to see, you know, the new canner in, in, uh, in use. action. So, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of all we got for the, the big, um, stuff going on around this Beer week. wise. Beer wise and um, equipment wise. Yeah. So we've got the canner going, the beers that are coming out, uh, the Mexican lager, I really, I really like this label. You yeah, know. we uh, yeah. So if some people, uh, we had the these like two rolls of labels just sitting around, and we usually wait till Cinco to brew either Amigos, 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 or Mexican Lager, and we decided why let them go to waste and kind of brewed, and we needed a lager, so we brewed it, um, kind of out of season, but just for fun. So kind of a fun surprise for the yeah mexican lager fans yeah i really like the label too the colors pop really clear mm -hmm. font so it's a great label and uh these bad boys came off the new canner yeah so. off the new canner and i think pretty much now all the cans you should yeah be unless getting. it was just something i think like maybe a couple four packs of stout kiss hanging on but, right uh yeah it'll rotate out quick and it'll be all off the new canner so all right, right so on. all that you got the PPP stuff or yep, PPC right on so then I guess we have to transition a little bit we had a kind of a loss in the shoe tree family yep. which was a bit of a shock and a, a bit of a bummer we lost a regular of ours uh, Bob and he's been coming in since almost day one yeah um just uh 
way back in the days when you and Jessica were bartending and I'm in the back just brewing. Yep. He'd been here, I mean, like every day. He was yep. a fixture. Yeah, when so. we first opened up, he was, uh, he had a part-time, he was retired, but he drove uh, like uh, parts. parts around for Napa and uh, just to keep busy and on his days off. We would see him right when we opened, and you'd have like a pint or two, and then you'd go down to the gold dust and place a bed or something, and then finish with a pint or two, and um, got to know him really well. He actually, uh, I didn't know at the time, but then I figured out my, um, he's my old boss's brother-in-law, so um, <clears throat> he knew all them and stuff, and so. Small town yeah, stuff. Yeah, small town stuff, and so I uh, got to know Bob, and you know, we just couldn't ask for a better customer. He would be sitting at the bar, and if I'm, like, filling growlers, someone walked in, Bob would be like, hey, have you guys been in before? It's the best beer. It's so fresh. Like, he was, like, our number one yeah. salesman, and, uh, you know, he would just talk us up and everything, and um, that kind of means a lot when you're first starting out. You have someone that, that bought in and, yeah. you know, backing you and believing what you do, and so... Couldn't be more thankful for Bob and what he brought to Shoe Tree, and um, we know a ton of the customers, you know, knew Bob because you know you walk out at noon, you see a lot of familiar faces. Right when we opened up, and they all knew knew each other and had fun and chatted, and that's kind of what it was about. And later on, you couldn't uh, drink as much, and you'd still come down and like have a ginger ale or a yeah. I mean, that's what kind of guy he was, just to still support us even though he wasn't drinking. He'd come down, yep, grab a soda or whatever, and uh, he will be sorely missed. He was yeah. a good guy, and uh, we're gonna miss him for sure. Yep. So, yeah, and then some of the regulars that know him, I'll be in touch personally. We're gonna have a little after uh, his service here coming up. Um, where his family would be in the rec room, but every all the you know the regulars that knew him and hung out are welcome to come to that too. Oh, that'll said. be nice. So, awesome. Uh, yeah, couldn't couldn't be more grateful to have Bob and have him be with Shoe Tree, and then couldn't be more heartbroken to to have to him lose him. On. Yeah, it's still weird, you know. Like I seen a little ford ranger driving around and his little white ford yeah, ranger. yeah and i just like, i was like oh that i wonder if that's bob and then i'm like oh yeah that. yeah the other day i was walking in our little side door and you kind of peek into the uh the brewery and i saw this like white hair and like you think you're just like i was up and you're like, oh, well. so yeah it's still that early weird thing where it's just like it's odd because like i mean it was like I don't know how to explain it. You're come to Shoe Tree, and it, when we're op first open, Bob is there. So when you walk yeah. out, it's kind of like it's weird to not have him be in his spot. So He will be missed. We're going to miss you, Bob. We hope you're up at the uh, Shoe Tree Heaven location Yeah, the right Shoe now. Tree Heaven location. Yeah, one time <clears throat> when I was bartending, uh, he was like, I'm getting up there, Paul. I'll tell you what, man. I'll be real happy if heaven has a shoe tree in it. And so I was like, dang, man, that means a lot. Just to him, like heaven was hanging out at the bar, chatting with his buddies, watching the game, having a beer. So, um, you know, to be a part of that is just real big. And like you said, we miss Bob a lot. And and we hope that's what he's doing right we, now. That's what we hope. What he loves. So. So. And I guess uh, change gears a little bit from Bob. We'll do a. 
quick, 10 gallon spores update yeah quick update on 10 gallon spores we got the laminar flow vent hood it's essentially a fan that, that blows uh a controlled airflow through a <laughs> filter and uh, essentially gives you clean air to work in and this is going to allow us to do some things like agar plates which are like petri dishes where you grow the mycelium and then you can kind of harvest better genetics that way and also um, weed out some contaminants if you have that um, mushrooms and spores are just inherently kind of dirty and you uh, tend to get some contamination with those and that's yeah. a way that you're able to kind of weed that out so we're excited to be doing that and it looks really cool um i'd like to post some pictures we don't have any but we should just post some on 10 gallon spores of oh, other Sean people's got... place yeah sean's and uh those are really cool looking they're just these round petri dishes um and then the mycelium grows out almost like a snowflake, you know, yeah. and each one's different every time they look a little different and they're kind of cool to look at. So we hope to get some pictures of that. Um, and then uh, we're going to be growing up, you know, into liquid culture and grain spawn from that. So we're excited to be kind of advancing our technique a little bit. Yeah. The other thing, too, is like if you have a bag of what's called grain spawn, where we have to break that up and then inoculate three or four Transfer bags. Transfer it, yeah. Uh, you can do that in front of the hood, and it, it cuts down on the contamination, you know, big time on that. So, because it doesn't take much, you know, right. one little thing of mold, and then that whole yeah, eventually it will. It's it's crazy. So, um, yeah, it's just a fun little update, and like you said, allows us to be a little more clean, a little more get it more to a professional level as we're testing things out so and then in our new fruiting tent we've got like three blocks going um one is a blue oyster one is a king oyster and one lion's mane and they you know we started to get a fruit on the blue oyster and then bad luck would have it the uh humidifier crapped out on us yeah and it did not it was like one day i think and it was a Sunday where we weren't here and didn't catch it. So that sucker dried up and yep. <laughs> it did not like that. So uh, we're going to cut that off. It should do a second flush and hopefully we'll get a fruit off that. The king oyster is just not wanting to fruit for some reason. We're going to have to do a little research into that. Um, I'm not sure. It's, it may still um it looks like it should be for sure. It is yeah, totally white. Covered. Yeah. The, um, the lion's mane actually started fruiting inside the bag. And, uh, and then the, because the conditions inside the bag don't get uh, air exchange, it did what's called uh, coral growth inside there. And so I, um, we had poked some holes, but it just is not chasing that. So I went ahead and, uh, Got a little more assertive on it and put some X's in there with the hopes that this thing will uh, push okay. out and get some fresh air and, and grow like a traditional life. Yeah. Me. <laughs> but it's still fun to watch. And even these mistakes you learn a lot from and you just keep going. And that's where we're, we're at. We're just like 
it's fun to watch it, fun to see it, and I'm just hoping we get some fruit off these ones. But if we don't, we got some more coming up. I got some Enoki that's uh, getting ready to get transferred, and that's looking really good. I'm going to transfer that to a substrate, and I'm really excited about that. That's like a um, cold weather uh, mushroom, and uh, they grow, the particular ones we got, they grow kind of tall and skinny, yep. and you see them a lot like in Japanese cuisine or yeah, like, like ramens. ramens and stuff, so um, keep looking for that. We haven't had some posts uh, on 10 gallon spores for a bit because we had um, all of our blocks went down because this other tent was just not adequate, and then we had to get the new tent going and kind of get that going, but I'd love to take some pictures of this, maybe even today, some of the, like the King Oyster, how white yeah. that block is, and get that posted. Plus, we took video of us uh, getting our laminar flow vent, and uh, we're going to, we got a spot for it now, and we're going to uh, unbox it. We'll take video of that, and it's going to kind of be like Christmas, so we'll yep. unwrap that little present, and then get that thing up and running, and... Uh, just watch the uh, social media and we'll be having some more posts and you can follow along on there. Right on. I think that's going to do gonna it. That's going to wrap it up this week. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.